Welcome back to the Suresh podcast. In the previous episode, we covered the duel between Guru Hargobind and Bandit Khan, where Guru Hargobind cuts down Bandit Khan with his sword. So, chapter 28 begins again recapping the famous phrase said by Bandit Khan after Guru Hargobind tells him to recite the Kalma. Bandit Khan says, O oh Guru, your Egyptian sword is my Kalma prayer now. And in hearing this, love swelled up in Guru Hargobind's heart thinking about Bandit Khan, about how he raised him from when he was a young orphan coming into the Guru's court, Guru Hargobind making him his own, about how with his own hands he nourished and fed Bandit Khan and giving him uh, all the best items that would come into the court as donations, about how he would love to see Bandit Khan sitting there in his court and how he would dress Bandit Khan up in the most expensive and fancy clothes that would come as donations that he would take care of every need and desire he had, including getting him married. And remembering all of that now, Guru Hargobind saw Bandikhan laying there, mangled, in terrible pain. And tears now began to fall from Guru Hargobind's eyes. He saw how Bandikhan was on the ground, in the hot summer sun, sweat pouring down his face. Guru Hargobind then lifts up his shield to block the sunlight to provide some shade and comfort for Bandikhan. Guru Hargobind is absorbed just looking at Bandit Khan. All the while, tears are pouring out of Guru Hargobind's eyes, which are falling onto Bandit Khan's face. And he's thinking that water never drowns wood, because water itself has nurtured the wood into being. But here I have nurtured and raised Bandit Khan, and now I have killed him. Thinking about this fault, Guru Hargobind decided that now he would renounce, he would give up his weapons. He would not enter the battlefield again after this battle. That he had already killed thousands of Turks, but now he had been forced into a terrible position to kill somebody he had raised. He was thinking that if he gave in to Khan's demands, then he would be subject to great pain, along with his Sikhs. The entire army that came with Khan would think that Guru Hargobind is frightened and he gave up for that reason. And for that reason, Guru Hargobind said that he should stand and fight in this battle. So while Guru Hargobind is standing there now in front of the dead Bandit Khan, thinking about all of this, his son-in-law, Asman Khan, saw this from the other side. Now, Asman Khan was leading the specially picked troops that were preventing the Sikhs from getting to Guru Hargobind. So Asman Khan saw, saw this and quickly uh, took his horse and ran towards the Guru's direction. Guru Hargobind's eldest son, Baba Gurudatta saw this and went to go stop Asman Khan. He yelled at him saying, Hey, where are you going? Stay here. And began to shoot out arrows at Asman Khan. So both of these warriors were not afraid at all. And they began facing off each other, occasionally getting closer and then further away from each other. Uh, with their bow and arrow, they were showing off their talent in archery. Both are shooting arrows, uh, but are also moving around with their horses deceptively to avoid getting hit. Asman Khan then gets enraged and fires off a very powerful arrow that hits the saddle of Baba Gurudatta, so he's saved. Baba Gurudatta is infuriated at this and shoots off a vicious arrow. He pulled the bowstring back close to his ear to get full strength, and then the arrow went straight through Asman Khan's head, who then falls off his horse and hits the ground. Baba Gurudatta then rides up to Asman Khan, and these boys were friends at one point, so Baba Gurudatta sees his friend there, in this terrible state and he begins to cry. 
Bidishan saw this and quickly rode up his horse close to Baba Gurutta and yells at him and says, Why are you standing here beside some Turk? Look at this massive army that's here on our footsteps. Ready yourself. Pull yourself together. Or just go home. Baba Gurutta says to Bidishan as a reply, he says, Asman Khan and I, we used to play together when we were young. We used to be great friends. We used to meet and chat all the time. We used to ride out on our horses together, chatting and laughing. He used to accompany me when I used to go hunt deer. And now he's lying here. He's not getting up. He's not saying anything. That's why I'm standing here. Bidichan replied, well, he's dead. But since he died from your hands, he's blessed and has received a supreme state. When he was alive, you treated him very well. You were very compassionate to him. And now in killing him, you've liberated him. Listening to this, Baba Gurudatta was disturbed, and he replied, Oh, so this is the fruit of being a Shastatari, a weapon bearer? In the battlefield, there's not even a bit of compassion. I have killed my friend here, and this is not compassionate. In this state of sorrow, Baba Gurudatta then walks over to his father, Guru Hargobind, with a really sad look on his face. And seeing this, Guru Hargobind comforted him and consoled him. Then both father and son with some warriors went back to their residence where they sat down, calming their heart. They remained silent for some time, not listening or talking to anyone. On the other side of the army, the Turk forces now were thinking about what to do. Kale Khan, the main commander, along with Qutub Khan, had seen how Perni Khan was uh, murdered and killed by Guru Hargobind, along with Osman Khan. And they were thinking that, you know, such a significant amount of troops they have lost already. So in thinking that they had lost their desire, their hope now that they would win this battle. So Kale Khan then says to Qutb Khan saying, so what should we do now that Pernik Khan has died and Guru Hargobin is still standing? Should we go back to Lahore? How can we even show our faces to the emperor now? We said to them that we would either capture or kill Guru Hargobin. And for that reason, we were sent out here. And we've not done either of those. So if we go back, they'll just laugh at us. They gave, a, they gave us uh, gifts of 100,000 rupees in front of all the other generals. What should we do now? We need a plan. Because death is standing over us right now. So much of our army has been decimated. Qutub Khan then replies saying, Kalakan, you are very wise. You know what to do. We only have two options here. Either we capture or kill Guru Hargobind or we die. We cannot not fight. We have to fight. That's our only option. We should round up all the remaining troops in one, sound the battle drums, and charge in against the Guru's forces. We've been fighting since 2-3 a.m. and now it's around 10-11 a.m. Everybody is tired, including the horses. We need to be quick here before we run out of steam. Listening to this, Kale Khan then sent out an order to sound the battle drums and to gather all the troops together in one battalion. When this happens, Kale Khan then rides up to the entire battalion and shouts out at them, saying, whoever loves, whoever loves their life, their sons, their wives, or their horse, go ahead and drop your weapons and go home. Do something else instead of trying to be a warrior. Those who love fighting, be a warrior and join us to help win this battle and you'll receive all the pleasures in the world. Your praise will be spread throughout the world as well. If you die in battle, you'll also go to heaven. So in both worlds, you'll get happiness if you join us. To those cowards who are afraid to fight, 
go home, get a job, earn a living that way. All of you guys are Mughals, Bhutans, Sayyids. You come from respectable lineages. You are always in the employment of the emperor. Make, and you make a great living from the emperor. You live in such comfort. Now understand this work to be the emperor's work. And secondly, keep the honor of your lineage. With a great enthusiasm, let's charge in and either capture Guru Hargobind or kill him. So listening to this, all the Turks get pumped up for battle. They begin to set up uh, positions to launch their attack. And Guru Hargobind knew of this occurring and at that moment, he had his quiver filled with arrows before heading out from his residence to the army again. In front of all the Sikh soldiers, he yells out saying, we killed off so many of the army earlier. Now let's finish off whoever's left in one attack. Do not fear. Those of us who will die will go to heaven, and those who live will be rewarded with great, with great wealth. Hearing this, all of the Sikh warriors began to become sturdy in their positions, and they prepped themselves for the Turk attack. Both battle drums now on each side were sounding off. So this is where chapter 28 ends, and in the next chapter we'll hear about the battle between the, the Sikh general Mehra against the Turk general Qutb Khan. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, we would like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Guru